Welcome everyone to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. In this episode we have something very special. Um, <clears throat> I haven't really been reading uh, the words of an enlightened being on this podcast. I've given my opinion, my interpretation. But in this podcast, in this episode... I'm actually going to read you the words of an enlightened being. And this enlightened being is actually female, which is also pretty incredible because, generally speaking, we're not ever given um, the news of that women can be enlightened. Generally, it's all men all the time. Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, Moses, men. This is a woman... And her name is Leila Shwari. And she lived in India about seven or eight hundred years ago. And she was a yogi, saint, and fully realized, fully enlightened saint. So this is broken up into 16 sections of poetry that she wrote. It's been translated um, <clears throat> into English. And I'm going to read you these 16 um, verses. Number one. Where have I come from? What road have I traveled? Which way am I going? I do not know the way, yet here I stand with courage and determination, hoping to grasp the knowledge of the truth. Number two, although I traveled along a road, it was not the road I should have taken. Now I yearn to cross over the river, but the boatman is demanding the fare, and I have earned not a penny. O oh Lord, how will I go across? I am sailing in my broken boat, hoping to reach the other shore. Oh, I wish my God were here to help me cross this turbulent ocean. I am eager to return to my blissful home, but my efforts are like an unbaked pot. They leak when the water of grace is poured in. Oh, Lely, only your true home is full of bliss and unchanging peace. Number four. You are Shiva, Keshav, Brahman, and the Self. I am afflicted with the disease of the world. I am powerless. Protect me. Number five. Old age has come. My body is emaciated. I must get ready to leave. I have to return and merge in the place from which I came. Is there anything eternal in this world in which I can absorb my mind? Nothing. 6. Expelled from his mother's womb, the individual experiences a birth fraught with suffering. The body he inherits is choked with all kinds of filth, yet he is forced to grow trapped in that impure vessel. Deluded by his belief that he is the body, and that through it he can attain joy, he seizes on a mate 
That ignorant soul who never goes beyond the body is unable to see the true nature of the self. O oh, Laili, understand this world as it really is. Number seven. Are you awake? Then stride forth. Walk fast and complete your journey. You must take great care to let your understanding grow. Seek your friend and you will see the light. Let your legs become stronger and your wings sprout. Number eight. After going through so much trouble in the world, after facing so many obstacles, I left home. In fact, I did not just leave. I ran away. I kept searching here and there until I finally got tired. At that moment, I had the darshan of Guru Siddhanath. Laili knew at last that everything would be fine. Number nine. O oh, my beloved Guru, accept me. O oh, Guru Siddhanath, with your grace, teach me how to expand my knowledge. Transmit your inner Shakti into me. O oh, Guru, begin to vibrate as Soham in the temple of my mind and tell me why the breath passing through the nostrils leaves one cold and one hot. Number 10. My world and my home life were like a dream, but though they were false, they caused me real anguish. Still, only because of their torment was Laili able to become a rock of renunciation and take refuge in Siddhanath. With great difficulty, I passed Siddhanath's test. Then he rewarded me by initiating me into Siddha Yoga. A wave of courage arose in my heart, and the fire of agitation began to be extinguished. Laili became engrossed in her sadhana. Number 12. Because of my love for God, a flood of renunciation filled my mind. I stopped tying up my hair and threw away my sari. I wrapped myself in an old robe and went to live in a lonely place, occasionally keeping company with sadhus. With courage, I began to enter the inner kingdom. Slowly, slowly, the journey of Laili's life began to go well. Number 13. If you surrender the sword of attachment, which is cleaving your heart, you can enjoy the pleasure of the divine kingdom. If your life is disciplined and your heart is generous, you can enjoy the bliss of heaven. If you follow all the teachings of the guru, you can experience the truth. You alone have to undergo the fruits of your karmas, whether good or bad, but Laili, once you attain the grace of Guru Siddhanath, where is pain? Number 14. How can those who understand the futility of the world, the fickleness of youth, and the impermanence of wealth be affected by these things? One with true understanding is like a lotus that grows in muddy water 
yet dwells on the palm of Lord Narayana. If, even while living in the world, a person is absorbed in meditation on Shiva, in the name of Shiva, in discrimination and in truth, O Laili, he becomes a flower in the hand of Shiva. 15. There is nothing in this world that has any value in itself. Circumstances make you either lowly or great. A person who is lowly today becomes great when he has wealth and prosperity. A person who is great today is left alone when he is plagued by poverty. O Laili, merge into Shiva. He is the supreme wealth different from both lowliness and greatness, poverty and prosperity. Number 16. The play of this world is a prolonged dream. In a dream, the waking state does not exist. And when one is awake, the dream is no longer real. Beyond both of these lies the supreme state where there is neither joy nor sorrow, neither thirst nor hunger, neither pain nor agitation. In that state, there is nothing but supreme peace. This is the eternal dwelling of great yogis, deities, and supreme Shiva. O Laili, it is within your own heart. Go and live there. There you will attain peace. And that's um, the extent of the poetry that I'm going to read today. Um, <clears throat> hopefully everyone has found that to be enlightening. Um, I know from my experience it's the same as what we've been talking about. We've been talking about meditation on the inner self. And that's what she's talking about. She's talking about that place in the heart where we should live. And to me, that means meditation. So hopefully everyone can understand that message and find that place within your heart. And I think that we can look at it. You know, we look at things outside us. Sometimes we, things are thrust onto us. Um, and we can't look at anything but what we're forced to look at. But we can, in the same way, we can just stare at this space and try to find it. And in a sense, it doesn't really matter if your eyes are open or closed. But if you're more comfortable with your eyes closed, you can close them. And that's what I'm doing now. But I just opened them again. But we can find that place uh, within us and we can go there um, during the day for 20 minutes every day, um, maybe, you know, either a half an hour set time a day or 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. Uh, and if you have trouble going there, chanting again is something, I'm just kind of reiterating everything I've already said on these podcasts, but chanting can help uh, get there. Also reading the words of enlightened saints like Leila Shwari. And you're welcome to tune in any time to this podcast, I've kind of kept it short with not too much talking and you're willing to, you know, fast forward to her words and then kind of just find your space 
in meditation. And I've chosen these 16 stanzas or whatever because I think they're, they give a good feel for what we're really looking at. There's a lot more poetry there, but um, luckily we have that in circulation. Um, but if anyone's interested in getting more of it, they can contact me. But for now, that's pretty much the extent of this podcast. And I think that we should all try to spend some time there. And what happens when we get there? Well, other things can arise and we just look at them. You know, do we just have our awareness open in that space, in that heart space? Uh, Lily described it as her home, right? Uh, so we can look at that that heart space um, and uh, we can try to find that. She described it, I'm sorry, she's described it as um, the eternal dwelling of great yogis, deities, and supreme Shiva. So that's what we're looking for. And what we see, what arises, is just that. Something's arising there. Um, just like if we went home and something was there, we would, you know, wouldn't be so upset by it. We could just kind of be aware of it and go on about our day. So that's how we should kind of look at meditation, where, you know, we have certain things that can come up. We know we're doing something good, but something comes up. We can just be aware of it and stay in our space. Um, and that can be how we're going to meditate um, and remember what we're kind of, the main thing that we're focusing on, but let whatever the mind wants to do, to do it. Whatever it wants to do it, really. Um, but make sure we're maintaining this awareness. So I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in to this very important episode, which I'm going to put at the end of all the podcasts that we've done. I thought it was just helpful to reflect on the actual words um, of a saint. And she happens to be, well, female. <laughs> so it shouldn't surprise anyone. The attainment is identical for male and female uh, saints. It's not, doesn't change in any way. So, you know, we're just so, we're always thinking about that men, these men enlightened beings, these male enlightened beings, we never hear of a female. So I thought that would be very interesting to do. Um, so again, I just thank everyone for tuning in. And this has been Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen.